0: American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. All right, this is going to be a rather uh, alarming episode. Hopefully, most of the episodes are slightly alarming to some extent, and hopefully educational as well, hence the uh, name of the podcast. But this particular episode, um, if you're prone to nosebleeds or smelling toast that is burning. Uh, this this is going to be the one that triggers it. So my apologies in advance. Uh, there's a couple of videos here that I've come across. One was was sent to me by a former guest on the podcast who had a great conversation. Well, we had a great conversation, and uh, and she was describing the alarming Marxist indoctrination and curriculum that exists in a small town in Kentucky, and. How they've just their entire school board and administration has been completely overrun with with this nonsense, and that's putting it mildly. And I'd love to have her back on on the podcast to describe what's gone on since, because a lot has gone on since, and uh, unsup- not surprisingly, uh, there are a lot of parents that just don't care that the Marxist indoctrination is taking place, and they're turning a blind a blind eye, so to speak, and it's very very alarming. Uh, and again, that's putting it mildly, but they sent me this this video here of a, a Zoom presentation or a conference, whatever, that was given, and the principal of their building, where she currently sends a couple of her, her children, had this posted on her Facebook page with the title of something like, well, what a great way to wake up in the morning and, and listen to this great instruction, or something to that nature. So I'm going to play a part of this for you just to give you a taste, and I'll link it in the description below if you're interested in watching the entire thing. And again, you'd better have some Kleenex by, uh, close by if, if you're prone to nosebleeds because this is absolutely awful. Um, it's titled, Keynote, Now is No Time to Go Back to Normal in Schools. And it's on the YouTube channel, Live Curious. And the presenter is a guy by the name of Will Richardson, who has apparently written a book that is titled, Nine Big Questions Schools Must Answer to Avoid Going Back to Normal. And then it says below, Because Normal Wasn't That Great to Begin With, by Bill Richardson and Homa Tavanger, co-founders of the Big Question Institute. This guy, this Bill Richardson, is not well. Um, He's not well. He's essentially advocating, and I'll let his own words speak for themselves, but he's essentially advocating for how no one should go back to school until the Marxists get everything that they need and want. And it's, I mean, it's horrific. Not to mention, of course, he's saying nothing, as I've said in past episodes. He's not really saying anything. It's just a lot of his feelings, and it has nothing to do with facts. So I think what we're watching here in real time in American history is the absolute implosion not explosion, but implosion, falling down on top of itself, American K-12 education. And the people who are actually destroying it are the people who are working inside of it. Now, what's interesting is, is and again, the, the guest on, on my podcast, who's going to go nameless right now, although I'm not sure they were the first time. They weren't, actually. Vanessa Hurst, excellent person. Um... They, they fully said that there are neighboring districts around this crazy district that apparently enjoys this Marxist indoctrination that aren't doing the Marxist Black Lives Matter indoctrination, and wouldn't you know it, they're succeeding. They're actually succeeding, and they're doing so at rates that are higher than any other school around them that's implementing all of this social-emotional learning Marxist BLM garbage. so. Here goes the audio. Give this a listen. And uh, I hope you're sitting down.
1: Um, our keynote speaker has spent 22 years in public schools. Just like us, he is a practitioner. In the last 15 years, he's been spent challenging us, challenging the status quo. We're all part of it. We have to own it as a thinker, writer, blogger, influencer. Um, he looks at the intersection of online social networks, education, and systemic change, because we want to change the system, make it better for kids. Uh, will richardson was named a top 100 global change maker in education by the finnish organization hundred ed he was listed by forbes as one of the top five entrepreneurs to follow his ted talk entitled the ta- uh, talk uh, his ted talk called the surprising truth about learning in schools has over a quarter of a million views i wish i had that um and our, he's our our keynote speaker knows how to live curious he knows how to help us go beyond Are you ready to be disrupted? Um, Offering his keynote address today, now is no time to go back to normal in schools. Please welcome Mr. Will Richardson to our Zoom room. Will, I'm going to stop sharing and it is all
2: yours. Well, thanks so much, Sasha. And uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be in the world. That's kind of the greeting that we have in this Zoom moment that we're living in right now. It is my great pleasure to get a chance to spend the next 45 minutes or so with you. Um, And as Sasha mentioned, uh, I feel like my role is to provoke this morning to maybe get you a little bit uncomfortable. That's uh, where I think we need to be, hopefully not too uncomfortable, but this is a moment where I think we need to begin thinking really hard about what we're doing in education, how it fits with the world that we're in today. And so I want to I wanna push your thinking. I want to take you on a little bit of a journey where we explore what normal is for schools and what we might do from this moment moving forward to begin to reimagine that and to begin to rethink that a little bit, because it is a time to do that. So I am going to share my screen, and uh, we'll go ahead and get started with uh, with the presentation. Now, you know, one of the things about Zoom that is very difficult for presenters is that you know normally I can look out into the audience, and I can see the energy of the people out there, I can see the way that you know they're responding to the words that I'm saying, and and I just you know I get a lot of energy back from that. But in Zoom, obviously, I can't see you. I am actually watching the chat over here in uh, um, in on YouTube, so. Uh, Hopefully, I'll I'll get a little bit of feedback from there, but um, what I want to ask you to do just so I get a sense of where you're at as we start this, I want you to go over to a site called Menti, menti.com, and when you get there, you'll see that there's a little form where you can put in a number, and the number that I'd like you to put in is that number right there, 5639748. You can do this on your phones. You can do these on your computers. You can do it from wherever you have access. And basically, I want you to give me one word that captures your feelings about education in schools in this moment. Just,
0: I've got one. I've got one word. Pretend. The word is pretend. Everybody is pretending because this isn't real. Now, if you're already bored because of what this guy is saying, you should be. He's not very good already. He's not getting to the point. Um, that's my opinion, but I'm not going to play his full 45-minute thing, but I just want you to get a taste of, of again, where he's starting. And again, he already has said, disrupt, provoke, and live curious. Uh, this is not good. This is just not good. One
2: particular word that um, kind of gives me a sense of where your headspace is at right now. I think uh, obviously there's been so much that's been happening. I'm going to switch my other computer over here so I can hopefully watch those as they come up. There's been so much that's been happening over the last 12 months or so that uh, we're kind of all over the place. And it's uh, been challenging, it's been uh, frustrating, it's been tiring. Um, basically, it's uh, it's also been, if we can step back from it, somewhat interesting and exhilarating as well. Um, we do think this is a moment of inquiry, obviously, which is why we called it the Big Questions Institute. Uh, we are we think that there are lots of existential questions that we have to be asking right now, um, and that we can't shy away from those um, because basically, this is the moment for us to begin to interrogate many of the. The challenges and many of the opportunities that that we're we're looking at that are that are new. Um, obviously, over the last few months, we've uh, we've we've had a lot going on, and I think that when you look at just even what's been happening in the United States, uh, it's been very very difficult. This has been really hard. There's no question about that. So you know. Just as a reminder, in case anyone wasn't paying attention, which I'm pretty sure everybody was, but we've had this pandemic thing that's been happening, and that's obviously changed a lot of the way we think about um, the world, the way we interact in the world, the way we interact with one another, the way that um, we think about the future. Uh, I think there's no question that this will be one of the defining moments of our lifetimes and um, that uh, we're still living through it. And and that's uh, unquestionably something that's been challenging and on our minds quite a bit. Uh, we're in the middle of another pandemic, and that is the pandemic of racial and social
0: injustice in the world. And we're done. We're done. That's it. I'm going to link it below if you want to listen to the rest of his garbage. Uh, yeah, he continues and he continues to uh, to just spread his own propaganda. He's showing on the screen. Uh, clips of the New York Times, U.S. limits travel after WHO cites pandemic. And then the next one says, spreading unrest leaves a nation on edge and blah, 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 blah. And he goes right through it. And it's, uh, it's awful. And he's saying nothing. See, that's the interesting part about these Marxists, when they have their their ping-pong battles back and forth of their word usage and provoke, and we need to provoke and resist and justice and blah 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 blah. When they say all of that stuff, they're saying nothing. They don't have they don't have substance. So they just use words that they all apparently recognize and think matter. And they jumble them up in this jar or fishbowl, as I've said in the past, and they just start pulling them out and they just start saying them. They don't mean anything. They don't mean anything. These words mean nothing. And there's nothing that needs to be provoked. The only thing that needs to be disrupted, and I don't even use these words, is everything that I've talked about on this podcast, the critical race theory garbage. Everything that this guy's talking about should be eliminated. Um, all of it. I, I don't have enough time in the day to go, to go over all the garbage that exists, but, uh, his presentation is awful. It's absolutely awful. And again, the premise of his book is essentially, we shouldn't go back to the way that things were in education, so we need to make them worse. That's basically what he's saying. Now, he thinks they're making them better. He's not, but that's what he thinks. So, there's that. Okay. The second audio clip that I want to play is um, I, I want it's about 14 minutes long, so you're going to have to bear with me here. But well, I, I won't play the whole 14 minutes. But uh, it, it's a school board meeting that takes place just east of Cleveland, Ohio, and it is specifically Beechwood, Ohio, and the YouTube channel is titled Protect Ohio Children. And the title of the video, which I'll also link in the description, is "Epic uh, Epic Public Response to Beechwood School Board." It's absolutely amazing. There are uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Okay, there's at least eight school board members, and they all have flowers in front of their desks. Not sure why. They're all masked up to the bone. Not sure why. And then they start to invite parents up, and essentially. Of the 46 minutes and and, uh, 12 seconds long video, I'm just going to play the first two parents now, but the first one comes up and they immediately start attacking her for the mask wearing and you'll hear her response and all of that. And then the second parent who comes up is a a black female and she lets the board have it also for the racial division, the Black Lives Matter garbage, all of it. Uh, And she's lived in this area for, I believe she says at least 20, 20 years plus. So, yeah, this one, this is, this is awesome. And then as it turns out, one parent after another starts getting up when they weren't going to say anything in this meeting and they all start getting up and they start saying things. Mm -hmm. I just wish that they'd stop wearing the masks. I I fully understand that, unfortunately, they have to wear a mask maybe to even get into the meeting. But uh, that right there is, that has to be a tactic also. It's a government tactic to keep people out Mm -hmm. Who really have something to say? So, go ahead and give this a listen too. Again, you're going to hear the first two speakers. I might speed it up briefly, but uh, it's it's really good.
3: So my name is Betsy Saltzberg, that's S-A-L-T-Z-B-E-R-G, Betsy is with an I E. Thank you. I'm have, sorry, but I have to ask you to keep your I have your a, mask a health on. issue. I have asthma, so I do have a legal notice, and I'm happy to bring Thank it over you. to you. I'm happy you to bring it over to you, sir. I don't have to wear a mask. I am well social-distanced. <laughs> yeah. The issue I want to bring up is, and if you like, if you prefer, I will put my face shield on. Would that make you more happy?
1: No. We just need your address.
3: Yes. So I'm going to give you my address and tell you I am here on behalf of several Beachwood parents. I am 3030 Bremerton Road, Pepper Pike, Ohio. Why am I here? I have been receiving a multitude of emails from my client's parents. I'm a child advocate. I'm a child psychologist. I'm a political conservative. This is why I believe I have been receiving a deluge of email from parents of your students right here in Beechwood. I promised them I'd be here today, and I don't want to let them know. <clears throat> when I saw the mandatory color of trauma presentation email, I was beyond distressed, disturbed, and disgusted. I have a myriad of questions to ask, and I will try to keep it really, really short. But I'd like to address, whichever member here has the most knowledge and information about child development. So who might that be, please?
4: So and please is,
3: tell me there is someone that doesn't right. understand child and brain development.
4: This is not a back and forth. Just please read your comments.
3: I'll be happy to make
4: my comments. Thanks.
3: There are so many. I'm not sure where to start. So I'll just start where I wrote them off. There are no special order. Did the board or whoever brought these ladies in? And I do want to just, know. I'm
4: interrupt you, but i want going just to so that you can pace yourself. You three minutes of the commentary. Sure, sorry, sure, sure.
3: Why don't I just list the questions okay, and then was. I'm going to leave everyone and whoever is watching virtually. I'd like to leave you and all you here with these questions. One. Did any of you take? your black, politically conservative parents into into account or consideration when you hatch this plan to bring in these two ladies to talk about color of trauma. I don't even know what that means. I'm at least of average ability. I don't know what color of trauma means. I'd like to know what makes the members or anyone else here think that they can legislate values and morality that start in the home, that come from the home and from parents. Did any of you ask the parents if they wanted this presentation for their children? The parents that came to me said they were never asked. They fear retribution if they should come to this forum. That's why I'm here, because they know I'm not afraid. And I don't have anything to lose, ladies and gentlemen. Um, in order that I'll bypass the three minutes, though, I have many, many other comments. The most disturbing paragraph in this email is, that bonus points will be. Uh, let me restate that. That meant this is a mandatory assembly, and attendance will be taken. Gee, what does that mean for the student who does not attend? You talk about bonus points being given for English. You know what my first thought was? Gee, I wonder why they don't they don't throw math or any other topic subject in here. Why is it only English? Just asking. Two. What happens to a student who does not attend our bonus points? Taken away? I want to know, they want to know, but they're afraid to ask, ladies and gentlemen. I want answers so I can give them to these parents. They won't come to you. They're afraid for their children to be bullied. I am interested, and they are interested in knowing how these ladies were chosen to give this seminar, and they want to know what they're being paid, and so do I. One of you mentioned that this was for two three-hour sessions. We are interested in knowing what their fee is. I want to know which one of you, if any, reviewed the curriculum of these two ladies before you allowed them to come here and put this seminar out for you and now before all the students of Beechwood Schools and the parents want to know too and we want to review that curriculum I know I am on to my fear is that this is going to spread to other school districts any school district I want to know what make, what makes you think it's your job to raise other parents children their values, their morals this is not part of an academic curriculum this belongs in the home I have so much more. I'm going to leave it at that. If any of you has any questions for me, I'm happy to answer them. But I imagine you don't do that in the score. Well, you're not going to answer that either. Okay, so that's
4: it. Thank you. This is this is this is a public comment session. It's not.
3: Okay, have not.
4: That's typical in any public meeting. Yeah, region. I've not
3: been to this before, okay, but nice. I I did not want to exceed my time, so well, thank you.
0: the other public comments. Okay, so here's the second speaker, and I'm just embedding the audio in on this one. Uh, it's difficult to hear at first because she's wearing a mask, but the second half is when she really starts to get loud. So again, she speaks again for, I would say, roughly seven minutes as well. So give this one a listen. I've
4: been a people resident for over 20 years. I can't better here. I have two doctors. One with double masters, finance. Um, And here's where I started. I was perplexed for a while as to why the Beach with Excellence model was being better and had accelerated over the past few years. What's changed? Years and decades prior, students made friends based on personalities, similarities, differences, and interests in academic sports, music, clubs, associations, etc. They studied together, carpooled together, went on trips together, went to each other's houses together, went out to eat together, planned school activities together. The athletes, cheerleaders, and band members rode together on school buses to games all over Northeast Ohio together. They laughed and cried, win or lose together, band members went to band camp together, they ran bake sales together, parents took turns running the concession stands during games together. Parents sat together at games and cheered on each other's, uh, on the team members. They took pictures at homecoming, prom, and other events and went to restaurants and home parties after together. They congratulated each other when they were receiving their acceptance letters to the colleges and universities that they applied to and consoled each other when they didn't get into the school of their choice. They were never surprised when Beachwood School System was either in first, second, or third place consistently year after year in Northeast Ohio or tops within the state of Ohio for academic achievement for vocational and college prep. There was a high percentage of students who took the honors and AP classes and graduated from high school with college credits already under their belt. The students were polite and respectful to adults and law enforcement. The administrative the administration, teachers, and staff were vested in everyone's success, Beachwood excellence, and Beachwood pride. There was no extra time for any other focus. There were true friendships. In essence, they learned about and celebrated their similarities and differences. Their focus was not on race nor gender. Students still stay in touch with each other, knowing about each other's successful careers, Marriage, kids, etc. It was beautiful. It was Beachwood Schools. It was unique, it with today's school system. Superintendent, school board, school administration, the decision makers. Let's start with the website, BeachwoodSchools.org. Here is the you have the curriculum page. You have two links: the curriculum page and the educational equity page. The website has a menu item for uh, the, the website has. A mini item for curriculum that doesn't mention anything about curriculum. Why? Because if a lot more of the residents knew about the mess that you've made of the school system via the curriculum and policy, you all would probably lose your position in the in the district. Many school districts in Ohio are now hiding their curriculum from its residents because they're teaching students to become bigots toward their peers. Adults and law enforcement Many school districts within the within this congressional district are on board with advocating Funding and teaching young students the how-to about changing their gender child pornography and Pedophilia and where to find those websites What sex toys to purchase and how to use that which is purchased Parents are not being told that their child is being taught that at school, and the teachers and librarians are being exempted from criminal prosecution. Regarding the educational equity piece, it appears that the superintendent and you and school board members grew up uh, so white that you don't even know the damage that your decisions have caused previous, current, and future generations of beach students whose parents just wanted them to qualify to attend great universities. Instead, you convince yourselves that blacks are oppressed and that it is your job to stop the oppression. How have have you now looked at the results to realize what you did was immoral and had the opposite effect? Within Beachwood schools, black kids are turning against white people of all ages and white kids are hating their parents and their success And their heritage and calling them racist only because you don't understand the black race you attempted to fix something that for all intents and purposes years ago was in reality not even broken you just convinced yourself that it was broken it was never your job you got out of your lane your job was to provide students with the environment to be well-rounded and educationally successful now the residents with kids who did find out about your deviant curriculum? They pulled their kids out as fast as they could. More are many more are withdrawing your kids because the school system has lost control of the classroom environment. In the document for critical race theory, your stated goal is to make children advocates, I mean activists, in their own home. What does that mean? Why are you creating an adversary, trying to create an adversarial relationship relationship between parents and child when that is the relationship that needs to be strengthened? This school-parent relationship, and you intrinsically, intrinsically, just advocating the kids to just be adversarial to their parents is nuts. This is nuts and one of the things let me tell you something I'm a professional as well I grew up in corporate America I've met people like you all every day. y'all don't know nothing about black people but you you have a still you think you can make rules for black people black kids in Beachwood schools when they were growing up all these decades until you all came along they didn't look at race or gender been very successful black people. Very successful. But what did you do? You just decided instead of looking at Beachwood data, you decided to put us nothing with George Ford and everybody else that got killed. Then it had nothing to do with Beachwood. Nothing. So what do you do? You put in stuff like critical race theory and all this other garbage. Then first of all, it's none of your business. I'm sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but just in the, the fairness, I, I stopped you at three minutes and you've been, you know, i let you go a little longer long, you've Let her finish. 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 This is, the, come there. on now. How many do you have right? I not to no, You don't to how to handle. There was nothing for you all to do here. Now you have kids not liking their own parents. You have black kids that are now racist against their peers. We never saw that. You all went down a road because of what you see nationally that had nothing to do with Beechwood. Now you're teaching, and now you've got school systems in this congressional district telling them how to have anal no sex. And this is what your self sex education. Oh, every oh, they're teaching. The the gender unicorn is I'm gonna you off. The, the uniform because is in Shaker, and, is in and all again, the cities. Again, this isn't the this isn't the back and forth, but I think yeah. I take extreme exception to almost everything that you said. Because because your your premise you're wrong? is wrong. What's this what's this what's administration and this board is is committed to to equity for every student in this district. You can shake your heads and, oh, out there. We're, we're, we're no, really I've been. No, we're committed to equity. This board is committed to equity that every student in every school. What you want to say? Book? Thank you. What you want in a book? Thank you. Next. Good. Well done.
0: I absolutely love it. I just love it. You have parents, regardless of race, pushing back against these school boards. And you just heard the president of that school board basically say that he completely disagrees with this black female American who just called him out on everything. I basically disagree with, with pretty much everything you said. Many of these board members are not well. They're just not well. They don't know that the word equity is communistic, or they do, and they just don't care. It's one of the two. And they also don't seem to understand that the national narrative is something that is manufactured. It's not real. It's manufactured. And it's manufactured so that individuals get something out of it that also isn't real. The entire thing is a horrific, horrific show. But these school boards are buying into it left and right. But finally, we have lots of parents who are pushing back. And I know that there's a lot more out there that have been doing it much longer than than 2020. They've been pushing back on school boards for a very long time. But it's hit this precipice now. Where you have individuals going to these meetings that never did in the past and now they are. And you have individuals that are yelling at the top of their lungs about how bigoted these school boards are and how bigoted this instruction is. And apparently the entire hubbub, so to speak that 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 the first speaker was was talking about was uh, a a guest lecturer or some lecture series where the students were all forced to go into the gymnasium and listen to a couple of people essentially tell all of them about white privilege and how they're all bigots and whatever else that's that's absolutely nuts no K12 school district has any business bringing in outside speakers to talk about anything ever Ever, It never needs to happen. There never need to be organizations that come in and indoctrinate your students. There never need to be outside elements that come in and sell something to students or sell something to staff members. That's not really why schools are designed. They're designed for learning from the people who are supposed to be qualified enough to do it in the first place, and those people are supposed to be in classrooms. So I'm going to end this episode there. Uh, The next episode, I'm going to talk about a couple of very, very, very unprofessional education podcasts that exist, one of which I've criticized openly in the past, but I found another one, and uh, this other one is equally as awful. So, yeah, there you go. But at least parents are pushing back, and even individuals who aren't parents, because you heard them. They, you know, they, they said uh, that that they're advocating for for students and parents who are in that school district, and even teachers. But they're all afraid to come forward because of retaliation and retribution and all of it. And that too is a is a massive problem within K twelve school districts. Um, and in, in a number of other workplace institutions this is the business of retribution and standing up for what's right. And then you got to look over your shoulder to see if you're going to get stabbed in the back. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.